Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. What's your drama? Welcome to What's Your Drama. I'm Sasha. I'm Lainey. Hi, how are you? Welcome back from Vegas. Yeah. Um, I have to <laughs> listen. I did Vegas. I I'm no stranger to Vegas, but when like I go to Vegas, it's very different from the this trip. Okay. I've never been, so I'm scared of that okay. vicinity. The reason why I was thinking of you a lot is because I would have loved to see your reaction, first of all, at the day pool. So you know the Vegas day pool situation, right? Yes. I did see some of your Instagram stories of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I, I've done it once. I don't think I'll ever do it again. But we happened to be in Vegas for a day pool on like EDM, EDC oh, weekend. Fuck. No, thank you. <laughs> so there's foam, right? That means there's foam. There was no foam. Oh, okay. There was no foam. And um, Marshmallow happened to be the like that the is on brand. DJ yeah. during this day pool situation. Okay. And so it was crazy. Mm. Um, but I, what I loved is that people were so free with their bodies. Yeah. Like there were some hard bodies. There were some women who were made to only wear bikinis <laughs> yeah, because yeah. their bodies and their asses and their it was career just, is to be in that and to be in those it, environments dancing. It would be a crime against humanity yeah, if, they if they weren't in yeah. a bikini. Like, these bodies were so beautiful. But then there were people who had like bodies like mine and juicy bodies yeah. and all kinds of people, all kinds of bodies just feeling themselves. Yeah. Not, some people were like pale, pale, pale white. Yeah. They had in a spray tan. Yeah. And they were still kind of just in the moment enjoying themselves, not worried about anything. Um, and I kind of was down with that. Like they, they did, uh, to me, they didn't look self-conscious. Mm. They must have been like super high. I don't know. But, right. um, so I would have like you would have loved the people watching because that you love that shit. That would have probably that would be the only reason why I would ever go yeah. to something like that is just to and not to judge, but I I love just watching. I love watching yes. people and I actually saw a video of you like just randomly on all fours like grinding it out and I was like, "Okay, well done. You're in. <laughs> you're in it." And yeah. you're enjoying it. And I think that there I'd is, also been day drinking since <laughs> totally. noon. But there, you're right. There is probably a, a bit of a freedom when you walk in and everybody is just yeah. like, who gives a fuck? Exactly. Yeah. I know that because the, like, the videos that they show in their promotional, like, I don't know, where were pieces, um, Palm, the Palm. Oh, okay. So that's the Mecca. Um, I don't know that it's a Mecca. Like, oh, whatever. Like, anyway. But I know that the promotional videos that they send out are – they only show the people who were born to wear bikinis and yeah, so yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. intimidated. But yeah. I'm telling you, when you get there and it's the real, it's not just those people. Yeah. Yes, those people are there. Mostly they work there. But the people who are paying customers are… Normal people. Normal people. Okay. And like feeling normal, each other. gross people are people like just a bit… I just… The element of cheese. And I'm sorry. I'm sure a lot of you listening love Vegas. I just have… A preconceived notion of it being really, really, really schmarmy. Was it cheesy? 
For sure. Okay. Okay. Like, you know, in terms of your standard of cheesy, as in every woman who was in a swimsuit Had was heels. also in heels. Yes. Which is so <laughs> fascinating to yes. me. Right? Heels or wedges, I'm sure. Both. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but there were also bachelorette parties where they coordinated their swimsuits in a really cool, cute way. Okay. Like one pieces, black one pieces, and they had messages on them like, I'm the bad one and goody two shoes okay. and I'm the bride. And But they were just plain black swimsuit. They were all really cute. Mm. Um, another group um, had all their bikinis like Playboy bunny tuxedo style. So they all had wrist cuffs. Okay. And collars. Oh, God help me. <laughs> were you, was anyone, then, was anyone interested in your group? Like while you're looking at nobody like. cared about us. Okay, that's what I wanted we to know. We were fucking ragtag. <laughs> okay, no one we cared. We didn't have matching shit. No. Like nothing. But my main obsession, which I sent you a video of, mm. was the Asian Kardashian group. Yes. Fucking love Spill them. It. Like equality, man. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the Asian Kardashians had their own cabana that was mm. roped off. Um. They, none of them, like no one was over, I don't know, 28. Yeah. They were hair color, like every hair color. Well, what I sent to you back was, oh my God, I forget how supple the Asian skin is because they were dancing and like everything just looks so soft. At one point I thought they were wearing nylons. So I yeah. was like, why is their skin so like airbrushed perfect? It was really, it was Love interesting. Them. Yeah. But I was, I was down for the Asian Kardashians. Yeah. So that's number one. But number two I, I think I'm going to make it my mission in life in the next two to three years to mm. get you to Vegas oh. so that you can come with me to Magic Mike Live. Oh, Magic Mike Live. You went there? <gasps> okay. Maybe the best show, the show ever. The best show on the Vegas Strip. Like, <laughs> and he, let me let me give you the other adjectives. Mm. Smart. Oh. Funny. Intentionally funny. Smart. Like, could you, also could a, you backtrack to Smart. How old is it smart? So <laughs> it's really well written. <laughs> okay. Exactly. I not, okay. I so did not you know think, that. I think most people. I thought it was just grinding. Yeah. You think it's Chippendales. Yeah. Right. Where like some dude comes out and he just fucking starts pumping. Mm. Um, there's like, it's written. Okay, there's, there's a, a plot line. Okay. There's a plot line. Right. Because Channing Tatum's behind this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so smart. And like, I know people listening to this who've already been, who who like have written to me mm. and are going to be like, duh, Lainey, I told you so. And I get it. Like, yes, you told me so. I just didn't know. You have to go and experience. Like, I, I don't know that I can properly articulate to you how enjoyable and not dirty and really freeing. So it wasn't horn doggy. Fuck yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. the guys are so hot. Okay. Like, even you, even, they're not giving you, are they giving lap dances? Is it half Chippendales, half movie? It's the movie. So, uh, like, whatever Channing Tatum does in the movie, uh, but it's not yeah. movie one, it's movie two. Okay. And you know how movie two was about the appreciation of female desire? Yes. It was a celebration of female desire. And that it needs to be taken seriously and respected. Um, it was movie two, where okay. women are taken seriously mm. and pleasuring women is a priority and um, it's not a joke. Okay. Um, and so it's well-written. It's funny. It's fun. Like, there are times when you're like, oh my God, laughing because, yeah, someone's grinding on a lady from Idaho <laughs> Who's right. 65 years old right. 
and she's wearing sensible nurse shoes I and walking yeah, shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's put her up on a piano oh. and he only has eyes for, for her. her. Oh, and it's so, she- so respectful yeah. and consensual. They talk about safe words. Like really? they give you a safe word. They they don't allow you to tip. Like you're not throwing money. What they do is they give you fake money. It's printed like Monopoly money. And if you want to cheer and have a good time, then you throw it up in the air and you show your appreciation. Also, it's part Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> so there are they're acrobats. Hang- oh, okay. They're hot acrobats that do routines that are sexy. Is this a traveling show? Like, will they come? Do I know? hope so. Because I don't know if you can get me to Vegas, but you could definitely get me to that show. I Yeah, I think that... To me, it really, I would like it to travel. Okay. It is so, again, like the first oh, word I, I want to this. use to describe it is smart? smart. Okay. The safe word is for like the 65-year-old with sensible shoes on the piano. If she's like, if she's snake, like, no, she gets no, to go. Like, it's too much for me, then she can be like, whatever her safe, whatever that night's yeah. safe word is. Like that night, our safe word happened to be unicorn. So you shout out unicorn and, you know, like, You're allowed to go down back yeah, to the seat. Yeah, Anton will stop grinding on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. Nobody okay, yelled okay, out the I fucking didn't... safe word. Like, you don't understand. I was… Did you get any action? Fuck no. Oh. I'm really sad about that. Yeah. Because I was in the second row. Next time, I'm fucking booking it for a couch front row seat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. Oh, fine. If it's traveling, I will go. If you can get us front row couch seats, I will go. Yeah, I don't but know are what you, the event is but that we can make this happen. But being in the front row means that you are a candidate for like some bumping and grinding. If I'm like drunk enough, I probably won't care. It's honestly, Sash, it is so smart. I keep using the word I, smart. I'm a it, little bit wigged out by the smart part. I know. And, but that you, it is so great. Like it is just, mm, okay. Like every, how come there were no pictures? Like how come I have no pictures? You oh. sent me Kardashian, aging of Kardashians, but none of that. Because I had my phone down and I was experiencing Okay, it. good. Okay, good. Thank you very much. Living in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, here's the thing. I think every woman, every straight woman should go, every gay woman should go, every gay man should go, and every straight man should go. I think it's for everyone. Like, cis straight men should go to figure it out. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I anyway. Really, this is a glowing review. Okay. I'm sold. So… Yeah, that is um, my Vegas update for you. And um, I know, I, I think I surprised you. Yeah, you really did. Okay, yeah. let's get into some drama. I was so horny that night. I'm, anyway. I absolutely can <laughs> figure that that would have been the case. They are. Ugh, like, did you share also, beds too? Did you have like weird sex dreams and then have to sleep with one of your No, I always, I always take the pull-out couch. Oh, it's you my like, thing. Okay. Like, I, I, first of all, like I… I can't imagine you sleeping with anybody, like a shared bed. Yeah, I like the pullout. Yeah. Okay, ready? Yes. Okay. Um, Hi, Sasha and Lainey. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost four years now. He's wonderful, and I truly love him and can see us building a life together. But as with any relationship, we have our issues, the biggest one being that he sometimes gets too comfortable and forgets to make an effort, which he has admitted himself. Okay, I don't need to figure, like, I don't need to keep reading. I already have the prescription. Go to Magic Mike Live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) There are couples there. Like a dude and like a dude oh and he, Corey like, would never do that with me. Would Yasik? I don't know. I feel like Yasik would. I don't know. Yasik's a better person. He's, he's thinking about it. But the fact that anyway. you just would think about it, Yasik, means you'd go. Okay, go on. Okay. 
Anyway, like I said, I already have the uh, advice, which is go to Magic Mike Live, but I guess I'll keep reading. (laughs) We currently live in the same city, less than five minutes from each other. However, both of us still live with our families who don't know that we are in a relationship. We're both South Asian, so dating in our households is still kind of an iffy topic, and we don't want to lose the freedom we have now to see each other. This makes it difficult sometimes to see each other, but we've been making more conscious efforts to do so. When we were in college, we practically lived with each other, but now it feels like we took a step back. Now we're both out of college and both working great full-time jobs and fields, which we got our degrees in. He's mentioned on and off throughout the years that he wants to pursue a career in the film industry. I've always encouraged him to follow this dream. If things work out for him, I know he would be so happy and fulfilled, but I feel conflicted within myself. Recently, he brought up his desire to try to go to film school again and said that within the next four to five months, he would make a decision. Making the decision to go would entail quitting his job now, spending time building his portfolio to apply to a film school, and then however many years it takes for him to complete his studies. Not to mention the years after it would take for him to complete a project or a few and decide if he wants to make this his career. When he brought it up to me, I did encourage him to do uh, it and let him know it wouldn't be an easy or short process and he would have to be comfortable giving up his current lifestyle for the next five to seven years at least, but also that if it's something he's passionate about, he should do it. My predicament is that I think if he does pursue this path, it would effectively put an end to our relationship. I'm not opposed to a long-distance relationship, but I'm worried that ours will die out as it's already an issue that he gets complacent when we live five minutes from each other and have stable lives. We're not engaged, and I don't see that happening for another one or two years if our current path continues, and it would definitely take much longer if he plans on going to film school. I have my own goals and my own dreams when it comes to our relationship life for the next few years, and I don't want to put them on complete hold as well. Would I be overly optimistic in hoping things will work out or be overly pessimistic in saying that if he decides to go to film school, we would have to end our relationship, which I would be worried would continue to slide backwards? S. Okay. Okay, yes. I still want to go back to to just go to Magic Mike. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, after you go to Magic Mike, what does one do? I don't know. You know what? I'm like trying to come up with something prolific, but all I can tell you is like, I don't know what's going to fucking happen. Um, And obviously, S is quite the planner by her letter. She has planned out how he's going to build his portfolio, how many years it's going to take, X, Y, Z. I don't know, man. You're young. You're going to have to just roll the dice and see what happens, right? There's no controlling. Yeah. You're, you're, you can't control all the factors around how this film school is going to pan out, what you plan to do mm-hmm. with the fucking rest of your life, how he's going to be when he does move or go to film school. Listen, there's way, 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 way too many um, options in the air right now that who the fuck knows? And this is part of it. When you're young and when you're in – like your first really important relationship, you want to control it. You want to be like, mm, hold the reins and make yeah. sure that it lasts forever. Like not to be like doom and gloom, but it's probably not going to last forever just for the simple fact that you're young. Yeah. And this is your first intense love. It's not just that they're young, but being young means that like you're still evolving. He clearly is still mm-hmm. evolving. You're still young and so many opportunities can change the trajectory of your life yeah. in ways that are so unpredictable. That's why we say, you know, being young, sometimes often things don't work out because… Things are changing. Things are in not flux set. constantly. Yeah. yeah. But here's what I'll say, S. A lot of your planning is wrapped up in like him. She like, does though say in the end that she has her own goals and dreams that she wants to pursue. Right. So go pursue them. Mm. You know, whatever he's thinking about, 
it's up to him to think about. But you saying, I have my own dreams and I'm waiting or I don't know how he fits into it, like that's a problem to me. Yeah, I mean, I think the the bottom line is that he's got to do his thing and you have to do yours. And if that comes back around in the next couple of years and you're aligned and everyone is on the same page, then great. Yeah. But yeah, like by no means should you be living your life for him. Yeah. And as for the complacency, now you both live at home. So I guess you guys are kind of being together in secret because of you know, you're living at home and, you know, those are your reasons. But to me, typically that kind of makes your time together more exciting. Like it's usually… Well, if you get to see each other every single day… Oh, you mean you like the Romeo and Juliet part of this? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you get to see each other every day, that's when things get kind of like, oh, I'm not changing into like new clothes. I'll just stay in the same sweatpants and not shower. <laughs> She's looking at Yasik um, right now and Yasik's not looking back at her. Hint, hint, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll just stay in my same sweatpants and maybe only wear proper pants once a month. Like that's normally when yeah. you live together, when you don't and you only see each other maybe three times a week and the hours during which you see each other are like limited, you, like, don't you think it would be a little bit more intense? Mm. Yep. I know they live together in college, yeah. but when you go from that back to, like you miss each other. Yeah. Technically, if you went from seeing each other every day and then now you don't get to see each other as much, you would think that you would miss each other a lot more. And if he's already being complacent, like do something about that first. Don't fucking worry about the film school and all that shit for now. Like worry about what's yeah. right in your lap, which is, He's boring. Yeah. He's not trying. Yeah. You've really hit the nail on the head there because you are, I don't know, in this letter at least two years off from anything happening. Well, at least a year off from anything happening because he said that he was not he's not going to make a decision for the next four to five months yeah. about this. So in that time of this next four to five months before he makes this decision, this is your time to like get in to see if this is even worth worrying about how you would even yeah. manage a long distance relationship. Yeah, exactly, Lenny. Like, uh, see if this dude can get off his couch and fucking date you while you live in the same town. Right. So I, I, I would, to me, focus on, like, whether or not the now of the relationship is worth keeping. Yeah. Like, fuck, forget about the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good luck with that. And again, don't stress. Like, I know it's so hard. Like, two old hag fucking bitches saying to you, like, you have so much time and you're young. And that must be so annoying for your generation. I get it. It's but, not even a generational thing. It's just like slow your roll. You can't plan the future right now, you know, without it being like all eye rolly. You have to live in the moment. And right now, in this moment, your relationship doesn't seem to be exactly thriving. Yeah. Fix, right. fix for now. Yeah. Fix what's now. But keep us updated in four to five months when he makes that decision. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Okay, next. Dear Sasha and Lainey, 
Longtime listener from Saskatchewan here looking for some advice. I'm a newly engaged 27-year-old female. My partner and I have been talking about marriage for a long time, and I'm so excited to take this next step in our relationship. The problem I'm having is this. I feel like I have no bridesmaids. When we were talking about marriage before being engaged, it was easy to fantasize about the wedding. But now that the hypothetical conversations are turning into real ones, I'm having serious anxiety about the prospect of not having anyone standing beside me on my wedding day. A little backstory. I grew up in a very toxic household. I have one sister, R, who is three years my senior, who struggled with depression, suicidal ideation, alcoholism, and addictions throughout her and my teenage years. While all of this was going on, my parents were always preoccupied with her drama and often neglected me. I basically raised myself from the ages of 12 to 18 and did my best to satisfy my own emotional needs. I also did my best to be the good kid because I didn't want my parents to have to worry about me on top of worrying about R. As a result, I didn't have many close friends throughout high school. I found it easier to keep people at a distance so that they would know as little as possible about my family. When I turned 18, I moved to the U.S. for university. I had a great four years but still found that I struggled to make deep connections with friends. I understand now that my upbringing and coping mechanism of spending time alone was largely to blame for the fact that it was inherent for me to keep people at a distance. I had a lot of friends in university, but most of the friendships were surface level and naturally eroded when I moved home. When I was away at university, my sister began reaching out to me more frequently. Gradually, over the four years of being away and coming home for short periods of time, we began to form a relationship again. When I moved home at the age of 22, I realized I did not have any real friends at home. Most of my distant high school friends had gone on to different paths than I, and we really didn't have things in common anymore. Because of this, I started hanging out with R and her friend group. My sister and my sister and my relationship still had problems, and I was often triggered by her drinking, but was thankful for having a friend group, so I pushed that aside. Over the last five years, I've become amalgamated into the friend group. However, most of the good friendships I have are with men in the group. About eight months ago, I found myself very unhappy with my and my sister's relationship. She was drinking in excess often around me and was a very negative presence. Because of this, I decided to set a boundary with her by not being around her as much, especially when alcohol was present. I realized that my mental health is being affected by our relationship and I needed time away from her. The time away made me realize that I still carried a lot of resentment and anger towards her from our adolescent years, which I've been working through on my own through counseling. R was not receptive to the boundary and instead took it as me throwing our relationship away. We've tried counseling together to work through our differences over the last while, but R would often just try to make me feel guilty and sorry for her, so I stopped going. I want to reconcile with my sister, but not until she decides to make changes to her behavior or the way she interacts with me. My life is so much better and happier without her being a big part of it, and being in the same friend group has caused some other issues. When R and I severed, most of my guy friends stayed impartial and continued to spend time with both of us. My girlfriends, however, mostly sided with R. I know I wasn't as close to them in the friend group, but it's still hurtful that they have basically abandoned any friendship we did have. I haven't heard from most of them personally since the sever. R had always said that she would be my maid of honor, and I went along because it was the most logical choice at the time. Now I'm at a loss. I'm at the point where I don't even know if I want R at my wedding, let alone being my maid of honor. I also feel like I've lost all my girlfriends who could have been potential bridesmaids. I just feel really alone. Am I making a big deal out of nothing? Will I look back on this day in 15 years and not care about my bridal party or lack thereof? I love my fiance so much and I feel selfish for being upset about this, but I just can't seem to shake it. I feel embarrassed that I don't have people to be around me on my wedding day. Any help or advice would be appreciated. Thanks, M. Oh, M. Oh, M. Well, you know what? I was thinking while you were reading this, I was like, oh, I'm sad for him. Oh, I'm sad for him. But then I was like, had a little bit of like a turn 
in, I don't know, second, third, fourth, fifth paragraph, which was, M knows what's up. She um, has seemingly seen her situation with clear eyes. She has done the counseling. She's working on herself. She tried to reconcile with her sister and really put in the effort and was like very, very, very aware of her sister's point of view. Like, I just feel like M knows what's up. So I want to give her credit because she's doing a really, really good job of sussing out her relationships with other people, how she can do better, and where she is currently. So I just want to give her props for that. Yep. Um, you know, the sister thing is, that one's hard. That one's hard, and I don't want to tell you whether or not you should invite her or not. I feel like you are um, smart enough to make that decision when that decision comes. And in terms of bridesmaids and this wedding, I don't know. I really feel like people don't do bridesmaids or have that kind of big wedding party thing anymore. Oh, they do. Well, they do, but there's all… They do. (laughs) Fine, fine, fine. They do. But there is… There is a movement whereby people are having smaller weddings. They're kind of tossing out the whole traditional bullshit. Everybody has to fucking say a speech, all that kind of stuff. To me, that's great. If I didn't have to have seven fucking bridesmaids, I wouldn't have had seven fucking bridesmaids. It's kind of a bit of a headache. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yes. Do I want M to have friends? Yes. And we can get, we'll get to that in a bit. But if we're talking specifically about her wedding day, mm-hmm. I think it's it's as simple as trying to like keep it quaint. Obviously, her fiance, her soon-to-be husband shouldn't have his, what are they called, groomsmen. Like I think it should just be kept just the two of them. And that way she won't feel like everyone's like, where are all her friends? If everything's kept kind of just chill, small, quaint, then it, it, I think no one's going to draw any attention to that. Well, I don't even think it. Who fucking cares? Like… Or that. (laughs) Or that. There you go. And scene. Like, I, listen, I'm going to, I feel like, and this is, I guess, um, with the benefit of hindsight, when I was planning and getting married, I was caught up in Martha Stewart weddings. And you were? Yeah. Who are you or who were you? First of all, I think that that's what happens. Like, just as you said, I had to have seven bridesmaids. Like, why? Because there's this wedding industry. And sure, the wedding flipping through Martha Stewart. But okay, sorry, go well, on. Well, it doesn't have to be Martha Stewart, like wedding mm. industry. Remember, I got married way before you. Okay. I got married in 2001. Fine. And like, I think you got married like a full 10 years okay, after yeah, I did. Exactly. Great. So <laughs> back in 2001, yeah. Martha Stewart weddings were, was, was the, the shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you, Sasha. <laughs> Um, but in every generation, there's like a wedding industry mm-hmm. and people get caught up in what the wedding industry dictates or subliminally messages you your wedding should yeah. be, right? And so I think that what M is feeling right now is a lot of like Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Pinterest pressure. <laughs> yeah, and I get it. It happens to everybody. And I I, I wish people could just be like, is this what I really want or is this what I really want because I've seen it on Pinterest and mm. Instagram? Mm. And so this this whole part of this is like the optics, right? You don't want to be standing up there and you're going to be worried about like, oh, are people going to be like, all the weddings I go to, there are like two people standing on the side yeah. of the bride and two people standing on the side of the groom and that's how it should be and whatever. Mm. I 
don't know. Like, it can also be just the two people who love each other who are making a promise to me, to, to each other. And I agree with you. And <laughs> Yasik is right. He's he's cheering right now because I would like a 20, 20th anniversary wedding redo. I and I never wanted bridesmaids. I just want a new dress for myself and a new ceremony. And then we're going to go to and Vegas a party. for Magic Mike. <laughs> and a party. But we don't need to like bridesmaids and grooms. Yeah, but, like, to be anyway, quite, but to be quite back honest. Back to M. <laughs> back to M. <laughs> but to be quite honest with you, if we're talking Pinterest, I, the trend that I do see is that weddings are getting less and less extravagant that way more people are realizing that shit's a fucking headache Mm -hmm. and everyone's paring down. That's why, like, I'm just trying to comfort Em in the fact that, like, I really do see that people don't have the traditional bridesmaids, groomsmen bullshit. Yeah. They are really keeping everything super simple, like, no speeches. Like, this is happening because people are kind of over it and they've gotten the word on the street that it fucking sucks to do it the other way. So for that reason, I'm like, as you said off the top, who fucking cares? Yeah. Um, because that's what a lot of people are doing. But on the flip side of it is like, I get why M, like this just hammers home the point that she's lonely. Yes. Right? It's not like she's like, oh, like how am I going to like collage this in my dreams? It's, oh my God, I have no fucking friends. Yes. I don't want her to focus on the wedding. Like I don't yeah. want you to focus on friendships as optics for your wedding. Totally. I don't think conflating the two yeah. is healthy or a good idea. Mm. Like, so, because the danger here is going out to find some friends so that they can <laughs> totally, stand up for you at the totally. wedding. It's almost like hiring actors. Yeah, 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 you yeah. might as well, right? Yeah. So, that part, M needs to work on separately. Building new relationships, going out and meeting new people, being open to like new people coming into her life. The wedding though itself, I, I am hoping M can ease her anxiety about the optics of who stands up for her versus who stands up for her future husband. Yeah. And even if he has two groomsmen… And she's independent woman, yeah, yeah. <laughs> finger snapping on her own boss fucking lady on that side of the aisle. Great. Yeah. Like that's a look too. Yeah. Make that a look. And Being then like, have your husband have yeah. some crazy ass speech about how amazing you are. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's all how you visualize it. Yeah. The way I visualize it, if your future husband had two groomsmen and you just fucking stomp down that aisle and you're like, yeah, man, it's just me. Yeah. One is a great number. Own it. One is my favorite number. <laughs> yeah, I'm an <yeah>. only child. <laughs> yeah, this is this is very much for you. You right? would be like that. So yeah. I kind of want to give you that pep talk, Em. Yeah. Like, I want to give you that pep talk because I think that what we're working against is this pressure to have a wedding look a certain way. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to design it for you. This is how it's going to look. Hopefully, like, you'll wear some ass kickers with your dress or your pants, I don't know, yeah. like, and instead of like the dun-dun-dun-dun playing you down the aisle, <laughs> fucking a Beyonce song's playing you down the aisle and you are so low. Give yeah. me a song, a Beyonce song. Mm, I love Ego and that would be pretty apropos if yes. you're walking down the aisle to that. But pick whatever the fuck song you want that makes you feel empowered on that day. Yeah. Or, what would be or your like pick? Flawless. Oh yeah, that would be good too. Right? Like, Especially the time, especially the line, um, bow down, bitches. bitches. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes. Um, walk down the aisle to… Um, oh, that's a really good thing. Oh, uh, yeah. But don't think I'm just his little wife, right? Don't get it twisted. Get it twisted. This my shit. Bow down, bitches. Oh, that would be hard. Please walk down the aisle. Yeah. And like, yeah. And nobody's with you. And that is a look. Yeah. I like, agree. That is, that's going to trend. 
If you walk down the aisle to flawless bow down bitches, I think that will trend on uh, Twitter. And the other thing is I don't want to make you feel bad, but you don't really have any other option but to be there by yourself owning it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, this is what you have in front of you and you're going to have to just please, please, please enjoy yourself. Yes. Enjoy yourself. Oh, I have a better part of Flawless to oh, play her down okay, the aisle, yeah. right? That part where you wake up, Flawless, post up, Flawless, <laughs> ride round in it. Okay, I will not. Sorry, Beyonce. Yes, Please don't be mad at me, Beyonce. That was terrible butchering of the song. But anyway. She gets it. Yeah, like that's the part. Yeah. This rock, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, please let me plan your wedding. <laughs> I think you already have. But in terms of the friendships too, Em, listen to I think two podcasts ago where someone similarly wrote about how they felt like they had no friends. And we gave um, some tips on how to go find some friends, how to kind of break out of your shell. And you're right too. Like what's so great is you do have a really great partner. Mm -hmm. So the two of you guys can go find other friends so that you feel like, you know, that you yeah. have, you, you're not lonely because that's not a good feeling. That's not a good feeling at all. Join a curling club. I'm yes. going to try, like, I think that, Maybe three years ago, I heard about this curling club and I was like, I said to Yasik, I was like, I think we could go join a curling club. And then in my fantasy, I was like, we fucking rocked it. Like we became the curlers. The Beyonce and Jay-Z <laughs> of the, the curling, curling club. <laughs> we never went. But I've like been thinking, like I've always wanted to like join this, you know, on Tuesday nights or whatever they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Curl at seven o'clock yeah. and you curl for three hours and whatever. But you join a curling club. like play golf or do whatever the yeah. fuck. Yeah. And you'll meet people, you have a good time, you'll see people like if in when you join leagues like that, for sure you see them every Tuesday and you develop relationships that way. I mean, it can be more open for you if you open yourself up to those possibilities. Totally. Just don't again conflate that with the optics of someone needing to stand beside you. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. Don't you're conflate, getting married. Don't conflate and don't conform. Yeah, exactly. But we support your other decisions. No, I don't think your sister should be your bridesmaid mm. or your maid of honor. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when you walk down the aisle to Flawless, please send me a clip and or put it on Twitter because I think it'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My God. I, now I really want to be a wedding do planner. Do that for your fucking own wedding. Oh, my God. You're Why? right. What do you fucking, mean? Yeah, for my 20th yes. anniversary wedding. When's that going to happen? Well, You've been talking about that for a very long time. When? Sorry, when is that anniversary? This year, next it year? It would be November 2021. Oh. What year are we in? 19? Oh, so two more years. 2019. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Please do that. Would you come? Oh. Would you help me choreograph my walk down the aisle? I don't think you <laughs> would want me to help you choreograph it, but I just want to fucking be there. Okay. Would you not invite me? <laughs> of course. Yes. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay. Um, okay, last one. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. Hoping you can help me out with a little inner drama I don't know how to quite handle. My friend, let's call her Martha, is one of my great friends. We've known each other for close to 10 years, and I really do adore her. For the majority of our friendship, we haven't lived in the same city until very recently when I moved back home to pursue my acting career. Since moving back, I've had a lot to do to get settled. New apartment, new neighborhood, and just readjusting on the whole. The last thing I have yet to get as a car, so I've been relying on Martha to drive me around to my auditions. She works from home with a very flexible schedule, but the thing is, she's the worst driver I've ever seen. I white-knuckle all our rides. <laughs> I'm truly terrified. I fucking love this. I know you're terrified. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, like, belittle yeah, you your did. terror, but… <laughs> 
She changes music when we talk in the car. She actually turns around to talk to me with eye contact. She has on numerous occasions <laughs> almost hit bikers. You get the picture. I'm so scared when I'm in the car with her because I don't know what to do because if I don't take rides with her, she'll know something is up. But if I tell her she's a horrible driver, then I risk hurting her feelings. Maybe I'm just being sensitive, but I just moved back. So I really want to keep everything positive. I don't need any drama off the top. I need all the friends I can get. So how would you two confront this situation? Usually I feel like I could figure this out on my own, but with all that's going on, I just don't have the right mind frame with all these changes to deal with this. Thanks. M. Well, I mean, the person I'm going to call out here is our friend Amy. I know Amy's not even listening to this podcast. <laughs> she is legit the scariest motherfucking driver. Oh my God, Amy. Everything that our writer just said is what Amy does. Amy texts. She cha- like literally is filing Tax. her taxes while like she's driving. Amy's a producer. I'm pretty sure she edits her pieces it's in the car while fucked. she's driving on the freeway. It is bananas. Yeah. I always feel like, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going <laughs> to die today. This is goodbye world. And she's so fucking like nonchalant about it. She's like, oh, let me just pass the blah, blah, there blah. There yeah, yeah. zero hands on the wheel. <laughs> no hands. Anyway, uh, so... The way I handle it when I'm with Amy is I go, Amy, (laughs) concentrate. Please don't touch anything. Just keep driving. And then, of course, she's insulted. She's like, what do you mean? I'm I'm totally concentrating. But that's the only way. I'm not going to sit silent and be literally a passenger to my own death. Yes. Fuck no. When it's your life on the line, um, and it is because your terror is killing brain cells and life cells. Yes. Like stress is bad for the body. Of course. You're aging yourself. Also, how are you showing up to an audition all fresh when you almost are like having a panic attack yeah. before you get there? But you need to speak up at the time, M. Like Correct. if she's almost hitting a biker, you'd be like, Jesus fuck, yeah. Martha. Can you slow down? <laughs> yeah. Focus. Come on. Like, I, I don't know. I, I Maybe we're just, maybe other people out there, I don't, don't know. Function like function this way? I don't know. Like, that's what I would do. Well, the other thing I would absolutely do is get a goddamn Uber or rent a goddamn car so I didn't have to do that. There's a lot of options out there for transportation. Yeah. So I don't particularly know why Martha… Maybe Uber's not in her town. Okay. Uh, There are ride shares everywhere. if you're going to auditions, I'm feeling like this is a bigger city. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, but maybe she's trying to save money. But I know. And maybe she's trying to, like, have some one-on-one time with Martha. Either way… You have to say something because I, you don't want to fucking die. Yeah. And you, you don't want to fucking something. kill other people either. This yeah. is very straightforward. But I like I know me, you're not in the right mindset, but like fucking you have to say something. I think that you should like maybe say one thing. Let's say a drive is 15 minutes long and over the course of the drive, like three bad things happen. You should be able to at least point out one, one of the bad <laughs> Totally. You should be like, you just ran a red or whatever. I, I really think that you should start being more vocal. Uh, a thousand percent. And then, and then what will happen is maybe she'll start driving more safely and then you'll just be the friend who she talks about behind your back. Like, oh my God, like M is such a fucking pussy ass in my car. So when I drive with her, I drive like a grandma. And you're great. like, so what? Great, great, great. great. Earn, you've earned your reputa- reputation as a pussy ass. Great. Amazing. You're an alive pussy ass. Yeah. Exactly. Is um, I'm just thinking, uh, is Yasik, um, just because I love to know things about Yasik, is he an aggro driver or no? Is I'm an aggro driver. You're the aggro driver. Yes. He okay. is an excellent driver. He's becoming a little more aggro, but 
um, like when he yells, really it, like he driver. just gets really annoyed at people. Um, I think I'm a highly skilled driver. He's more skilled than me. Mm. He's like, if there was a normal people driving Olympics, I'm not talking about like F1 or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a normal people driving yes, Olympics, win. yes, I can actually see that. Like on skill and um, like finesse, mm. he's like a sexy driver too. Oh, yeah. Um, next week, important, very fun news. Um, it's the season finale mm-hmm. and our friend Duana Taha will be joining us. Yes. So if you have any specific Duana Taha questions, like name shit, we'll add one name yeah. question in there. Or if there's anything you want to know about Duana, like anything, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it'll, we can highlight some personality of Duana and how like she'll, she'll hate to tell us things that we're not supposed to know. These are my favorite things about Duana. Great. That we can all bring to the show. That's next, next week. week. Yeah. So send us those questions. Send us your comments. We'd love to read them to Duanna. Um, we're going to do <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a longer episode next episode. So we want to get everything in. Yeah. Um, so keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LaineyGossip.com. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave reviews and comments. They're really, really helpful to us. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.